0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. This is John Silver, lead recruiter of The Dark Order, and you are listening to All Things Elite. Welcome to the 128th episode of Social Suplexes podcast about AEW with the proclivity for positivity. Welcome to all things elite. My name is Austin Summers and I am the host of this lovely show. Joining with me, as always, is my good buddy and friend, Floyd Johnson Jr. My man, how you doing?
0: I am doing well. Uh, it is a great week. Last week, I went to my 20th AEW show, which, which was Dynamite, and we'll talk about that shortly. And this week, I am going to my 21st and 22nd show, which will be uh, Rampage and Full Gear, respectively. <coughs> full Gear, it's funny, because, of course, I missed that double or nothing. You know, I would have been to all three Full Gears. Like, it's it's so weird when I say, I always have to say, I've been to every pay-per-view except one. I know no one could go, but if you want to be factual in your statement, you have to say I've been to every pay-per-view but one. It hurts. It hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts that I have to say but one. Even though no one could go. You couldn't buy tickets. Dude, I like literally, I, I, I called so many favors in to try <laughs> to try to get one of those magical... Hey, they just let your friend fly in tickets. Yeah, I don't know yeah. anyone. Apparently, I don't know anyone. <coughs> but it was a good time. It was. Yeah, uh, well,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, at least you'll be able to be in in there for Minnesota with AEW full gear, which we're gonna get into everything <coughs> with.
0: I was a cough. Sorry about that.
1: Oh. Y'all good man. But so we got a lot to talk about on this episode of All Things Elite. Of course, we are getting so ever so close to AEW Full Gear. So we gotta get into AEW Dynamite and Rampage for this week. Before we get into everything though, we wanna make sure you guys are downloading this fine show on Google or Apple Podcasts. If you listen to us on Spotify or any other podcasting platform, please give us a share with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you wish. Or you can leave a rating and a review. Let us know how we're doing. If you're so inclined, you can also also leave a donation through our podcast provider Red Circle. But the easiest way to support us is on social media. We are at AT Elite Pod, at Social Suplex, other guys that make this thing possible. Check out all their other shows on their network. I am at Austin Sumowitz, S Z U M O W I C Z, and Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter. And of course, the big news of the week is that right now it is full gear week. We are only a few days out when full gear will take place on the 13th we are just so so ever so close like as we're recording this right now it just turned over to the 10th because we're recording really late at night so we are just a four days out from a w full gear and i mean i'm ecstatic for the show aw has been on fire with their pay-per-views that they've been producing and this card which we'll get into later is looking very very good
0: AEW has taken over for Takeover. Yeah. God, I got I got to get my corny stuff in, but I do want to do this because every week I forget. To, I, I want to shout this out, but I forget to, and we'll just go in right after I shout this out. Um, on the social suplex, Sir Sam, Sir Samuel, or Sam B on Twitter has a new show, and it's going to be called the AEW Match Guide Podcast. The first episode is this Friday, and it is Cody versus Chris Jericho, where they're going to do a deep, deep breakdown of that match of the greatest matches in AEW history. In a few weeks, I am actually on an episode where they discuss FTR versus the Young Bucks, one of, if not my favorite matches in AEW history. Uh, and it's kind of cool because it did happen at Full Gear last year the Cody versus Chris Jericho that he's covering this week actually happened at the first full gear. So it's kind of like a running theme. He's going to go through the matches that way. I'm hoping they'll be on for another match, but I was on for this match. Make sure you got your social suplex feeds to download all the shows, including one nation radio and, uh, one nation radio and the ace of all podcast, uh, it's keeping it strong style good lord i don't know why i'm froze on that one but uh make sure you're downloading all the social sex shows but that one on friday should be very fun i look forward to listening to it i i will be on the i will be in minneapolis when it drops so i will definitely listen to it in the morning
1: all right well now we'll get into the start of this review uh, episode where we talk about aew dynamite which took place At the Cable Dahmer Arena in Independence, Montana. The show kicked off with the AEW World Champion, Kenny Omega, facing off against Dark Order's number five, Alan Angels. And this match was a solid enough match. Uh, Alan Angels got a lot more than what people were expecting, I think. Uh, Kenny Omega just proceeding to have a really good match and just trying to beat up on the Dark Order members to just try to get to uh, Hangman Adam Page, which will be the match for the AEW World Championship at full gear. Um, Omega was able to just completely nail uh, Angels with two V-triggers and then proceed to hit the win after that. Uh, afterwards, Nakazawa got uh, Kenny Omega a chair. He was going to drop uh, Allen Angels on the steel chair with the one-winged Angel until Hangman Adam Page comes out and the crowd erupts. And then Omega trying to swat away Adam Page, but and, uh Alan Angels ends up taking away the chair and saving uh, Kenny. Om- is saving Hangman Adam Page, and then Page proceeds to go for the buckshot lariat before Omega ducks it and gets out of the ring. And Kenny is told by Hangman, "You've got ten days," which was as this was as this came out, it was ten days until November the thirteenth. So yeah, this was. This is a great way to open up the show. It was a good match that started things off, but of course it builds up to the thing that I think a lot of people are looking forward to the most with Full Gear, which is Hangman Adam Page finally getting that championship away from Kenny Omega and really coming into his own in AEW.
0: Well, I will ask this, and I will uh, break it down later, but what if he doesn't? I think the crowd will be very upset, honestly,
1: because I think – Considering how things had to be, like, paused on with uh, Hangman taking uh, a break away from AEW and uh, being a family man, I think because we already had to wait the one time, I think a second time would be ridiculous. Because if you, do it a- for a swerve, if you do it for a swerve, you're fucking with the fans because, like, you're just taking away something that would be a huge moment to begin with. So it's just – they're not going to do it.
0: Well, Of course but, they're not going to do it because they're unfortunately – they and they're kind of a slave to you know that giving the fan service that's been their brand. It's just honestly like the way I see it, as and I broke this down in a thing to kind of test it. It was that if you're looking at Hey Man, he is, he is Omega's, he Omega is his Okada. And you know how Omega just couldn't beat Okada for a while, right? Mm -hmm. He had the big match. They built up the big match. It was the match that got me into New Japan that build up to Kenny Omega versus Okada. And it was like, you you know who should win this match, right? Everyone knows it should be Kenny Omega. That's why the fans are turning in. It's Kenny Omega. Then he lost, right? And then they built to that. Big match in June, and I remember because it was on. It was technically my birthday, uh, June tenth, and and my friend Ryan came over in the middle of June. We stayed up all night to watch it because because we had been failed that previous time. It was like you know you needed it, and it and it just felt like like we would all like Hangman to win, right? I just don't think we're at that fever pitch where we need it yet. And I think, and I, and I understand the brand with AEW; W they're going to have, they're going to give it to us probably, but man, if that match just went an hour and it was a draw, I would, I'd I'd be down, but no, I feel like I would, I mean, like, again, like
1: I'm fine. If these two continue to feud and stuff like that, but, like, I think more so just on the, like I said, of the lines of, like, because of how long this storyline has been running, uh, just with, not just with uh, Kenny Omega, though, but more so just with the entire Elite. Like, this this story has been, like, long run this entire time since uh, Kenny Omega, I mean, since Hangman Adam Page lost his chance at the AEW world title back at All Out 2019. So because of that, I think Hangman has done enough uh, losing in big matches where I think this is truly his one f- massive big match where he'll get a win finally. So, well, again, like I think it's fair to say that like you want this to be your Omega Okada. Um, I think it's just the difference is that hardcore wrestling fans that are like into Japanese wrestling and Japanese wrestling... How do I say uh, – I probably a little bit more patience for something like that, but also too because it's a totally different situation because Okada wasn't a heel in that regard because Okada was still Okada who is like one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Kenny Omega is playing a dastardly heel character, so because of that, it's it's a different situation as like even though Kenny won – lost and probably should have won back then um, – Fans were still okay with it because one, it was an insane match, and two, because Okada is Okada. That's there's a couple different variables, which kind of just would lead me to disagree. Of like where like I would prefer if they wouldn't keep this going longer, just because again, the the situation is all lined to the point where like they'd be stupid if they wouldn't go with it. I feel like just because it's his pay per view, it's named after uh, Hangman. Uh, we didn't get it at all out because of the return, the the debut of CM Punk and Brian Danielson, and then he went away to be a family man, and then we finally get him to come back, and he wins the thing. I, I don't know. It just feels like it's just.
0: I, I see. I, a I col- get it,
1: but I get it, but I just think it's it's throwing a wrench in something. Like at, at the end of the day, it's probably just best to be simple with it.
0: I see a clear path with Kenny. I see a clear path for the title with Kenny Omega. I do not see a clear path with Hangman. I don't know what Hangman does. And I don't know what rivalry that Hangman enters that uh, keeps him hot. I That's would awesome. say Adam Cole. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you say that, but I'm just like, or you can keep Kenny Omega as the champion, and you can go Daniel Bryan, <laughs> Brian Danielson. You, uh, you can go Adam Cole. Or, you know, or you know, you can go a lot of different ways with Kenny Omega. I see a much more rich path going with the title, still being in Kenny Omega's hands, versus uh, Hangman's. I mean, again, like... It's just more <laughs> challengers that interest. It's more the sellout ability. Like, there's still more heat left with this Kenny Omega title run people don't hate Kenny Omega it's not that everybody hates Kenny Omega they just think it you know hangman deserves it it's his time and it's just like there's this thing called long story ter- long term storytelling and it's just why can't it play out but i understand i understand how social the i understand how social the AEW fan base is so Yeah, you kind of you're kind of forced to do it. But I'm just saying as far as logically and what makes sense as far as storytelling and probably selling tickets, if that's the thing people think about anymore, it's probably keeping Kenny Omega as the champion.
1: I mean, again, like I, 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 I think it's arguable, but I think it's just I don't know. I I'll, I'll disagree on that regard. Yeah, but. yeah.
0: You gotta you gotta give the fans what they want. So I know I know it's coming. I'm gonna be there, and I'm very happy because I will literally have been there for every world title change in AEW history. But still, in my head up until the week, I wasn't just trying to be a contrarian. I was just like looking at what was coming going forward, and I was like, I think it might be what makes sense to keep a Kenny Omega champion a few more months, especially with Brian Danielson probably winning then but we can t- discuss that later
1: exactly so we'll move away from that though uh, there was a small vignette with malachi black uh talking about how despite him being banned from ringside for the coding match against andronade that it would not have the desired fact that he was hoping for um, then we had cm punk coming out and he had a little bit of a beef to settle with Eddie Kingston, after Eddie interrupted him on AEW Rampage the week prior, um, and CM Punk was getting chanted for, and he gets low and talks about like how there are two people that aren't here right now, and one has a legitimate reason for not being here, and it's the name I want to hear chanted, which is John Moxley, referring to John uh, stepping away from AEW and going into rehab because of his alcohol uh, issues that he's been going through recently. Um, and he says, I don't want anyone to criticize John Moxley because I am goddamn proud of him. And if anybody at home or anybody here uh, are in a place where they think they need help, get help, ask somebody, call somebody. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. It's nothing more uh, courageous that you could do. And it's nothing as more uh, vulnerable that you could do because of that. Um, And he talked about how, like, multiple times where he should have asked for help, but he didn't because he felt like he needed to be a tough guy. And then he gets into Eddie Kingston, who is the second guy who wasn't there. And um, I can't ask you to your face, so I have to ask you to do this right now. You interrupted me last week, and I don't like being interrupted. And, look, I'll fight him, but he's not here. Uh, full gear is an option, but St. Louis – up the road and if you've got the balls eddie i'll be on rampage to accept your apology for interrupting me and punk proceeds to leave and this was setting up what exactly what i wanted because i said time and time again when it came to eddie kingston versus cm punk the way you sell that match is you give them like 10 minutes give them 10 minutes put a mic in each one of their hands, and then just let them unload on each other. Just let them go. And we'll get into that promo when we cover Rampage. But, I mean, this is this is what I wanted them to go with because, I mean, that's how you sell this match. You don't do it with any other uh, backstage segments or anything else like that. Like, you had the one interaction to tease it, but this is how you sell the match right here for full gear. You just put mics in their hands and let them go off.
0: Well, yeah, cuz they're pretty good at it. it. It it was like we were I was doing like right now based on what they're doing right now, what they're doing uh like in wrestling right now. Like who are the best promos in wrestling? And literally I don't make it out of AEW, and that's not cuz of AEW love. It's just like I think if I'm doing a top 5 Best in WWE's maybe Edge, and I put him at six. You know, maybe Roman Reigns, but Kevin Owens, I would throw in there. Roman Reigns, his stories—I mean, Roman Reigns stuff—is kind of similar every time. But Kevin Owens is really good. But when's the last time they just let Kevin Owens go? It's, yeah, exactly. That's
1: the biggest thing. Great and Ed. also, I—I I would say Paul Heyman would be cheating.
0: Yes, and Paul Heyman was—you know—and he, at this point, he has his shtick. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it's just like you don't know what you're getting when Punk and Eddie Kingston get in there. You know what it's I the mean? The amazingness of like letting them just cut
1: promos like naturally and not yeah. scripting them yeah. word for word.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I'd put Mox in there. I like. I don't even have Cody in my top five right now because when's the last time Cody really let go? He had a really good pro- yeah. he had promo a couple times, but he's has one good promo in like. He's probably got one, maybe two good promos this year, just depending on where you fall on the, you know, you know, the uh, segregation one or whatever you want to call it. Um, But, yeah, so I wouldn't even have Cody in my top five. There's just so many people doing so much good in AEW right now that it's just their mic work is just amazing right now.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. So we'll get into that. But. Now we get into a backstage segment with the super click with Adam Cole and the Bucks saying they're going to remind everyone how tough they are. Christian Cage then comes out and Matt Jackson's like, listen, man, there's three of us and one of you luchasaurus then gets behind matt and he's like listen uh, we don't want to fight right now there's no issues right now then we need to fight and eventually they start fighting and then jungle boy will then come down off of the stage diving off onto the super click and crashing into them and they just start brawling for a good like four minutes and matt jackson looks to jump off the stage but christian cage with the spear he goes to hit the kill switch but then nick jackson hit a super kick. Luchasaurus choke slammed, uh Nick Jackson onto Adam Cole. The snare trap was put on Adam Cole, continuing their feud. Uh, Cole faded, but then proceeded to um, get hit with a concerto from Christian Cage. And Christian Cage and Jurassic Express stand over top of the super click. And it was a pretty wild just brawl of just these, th- these six guys just going at each other.
0: Yeah, um... This was, I like that they showed that faces can have the vicious side. Yeah. Maybe because Christian clearly had them beat, and they could have walked off. But no, nah, it wasn't enough. Christian had to show you why he's Christian. The concerto. And they called it concerto. They didn't come up with some weird-ass name because WWE no name. They just called it concerto. One-man concerto. Boom. Concussion. I love it. Chairs. Oh, we can't do that on TV. It's too violent. It's wrestling. It's wrestling's violent. God, I love this. Dude, you don't <laughs> understand how happy I was to see like a real concerto. Not one where they cut away and then the person sold it or anything like that. Like A real... This is a professional wrestler that knows how to do this. Let him do what he knows how to do. This was a yeah. violent masterpiece. I love... Like, the pre-match brawl. Because, I, I mean, I felt like this feud had some heat. But it was all, like, the super click winning every match. You know what I mean? And every type of thing. They came out ahead on Jurassic Express and Christian. To give the true rivalry heat and the six-man heat, you needed Christian and Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic Express to come and get ahead once.
1: All right, and that that was that, which Man, was a great segment. As the it the hardest,
0: it is. all the stuff I talked about, the hardest thing to believe, Paul Rudd, aka Ant Man, was just named People's Sexiest Man Alive. Uh, <laughs> Ex- I mean, oh no, nah. like, hey, yeah, we'll 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 hey, we'll, hey, we'll, hey, we'll hey, leave that. Hey, up alone. I'm <laughs> just saying, you walking through the Mall of America, and you see paul rudd i think most people walk past because he was the most normal looking human ever that happens to be he's a good dude no 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 he's a chiefs fan so you know i fucking love him yes exactly but i'm just saying you don't stop and be like well damn paul rudd you know what i mean you just kind of keep walking because he looks like a regular fucking dude
1: yeah, well, he, can spot, he can spot America's ass from a mile away, though.
0: Yes, but apparently he is America's ass now because he is the sexiest so. man alive.
1: That's, 2021. Watch him, watch him be the that be the first thing he tweets about it.
0: Yes, he's gonna have to because he is America's ass now. He is taking the role from Mr. Chris Evans.
1: All right, well, we got to get to your boys, though, FTR, as they held a open challenge. They held an open challenge for the AAA Tag Team Championships. And they faced off against Aerostar and Samurai del Sol, also known as freaking Kalisto. Kalisto has arrived in AEW as he teamed with Aerostar. Uh, and this was a match of, as Floyd will probably say, the best luchadores in the history of uh, AAA, FTR facing off against Aerostar and Samurai Samurai del Sol. And it was a strong match. I think these guys, um, Aerostar and Samurai, I think, did a a pretty dang good job in this match. Um, There was a lot of action, of course, with them working the Lucha Libre style in this. Uh, Eventually, though, uh, FTR was still able to get the win as Cash was able to get a roll-up. Darby Allin, I know, was watching the match somewhere in the shadows that they cut to. But eventually, uh, yeah, a roll-up by Cash on Aerostar would get the win for FTR. They are still your AAA tag team champions, and they proceed to beat yet another Lucha Libre tag team and still stay on top of the AAA tag division.
0: Well, let me tell you, I it's been a while since I've seen the greatest tag team of all time in person, actually wrestling in person, so... The fact that I got them and Cody in one night was like they're amazing because I, you know, so I'm watching them and they're, you know, best tag team ever, and Aerostar and you know Aerostar and Kalisto that was, uh, Kalisto or whatever, um, yeah, it, Soul. Soul. Yeah. yeah, there you go, that was his name before, yeah, you could tell. FTR had worked with Samurai Del Sol before and hadn't worked with Aerostar before. That is true, yeah. You, it was very obvious in the match. Uh, it was a great match. FTR, technically proficient. But Aerostar set, set the tone off wrong. Everyone knows FTR's thing is no flips, just fists. What did he come out and do first thing he did? He flipped around like 27 times. Of course, he got a middle finger for his trouble. But uh, in this case, that was the beginning of the end. They weren't on the FTR level. Uh, You know, they they used a wrestling move, a wrestling move to get the pin, you know, great roll-up, technical wrestling. Uh, Yeah, you know, I know at some point people point out that his hand may have been on the ropes. He was just using that to keep himself steady. It wasn't to get any extra leverage. FTR, best tag team in the world. This was a great match. There you go.
1: Yeah. We then had a clip from last week where Tony Schiavone was backstage presenting Hikaru Shida with her 50-win plaque that she got until Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero start mocking Shida and saying, because Shida's going to have to face Nyla in the TBS tournament, and and just said, easy out, easy win. So we had that little tease. But then... We had a segment that I saw a couple people that were like disagreeing on and stuff like that, so we'll talk about it. The Inner Circle coming out to reveal the five members of Dan Lambert's American Top Team that they would be challenging uh, for the 5-on-5 Minneapolis Street Fight match. And they come out, and Sammy Guevara is talked about how the TNT champion won against Ethan Page. So Inner Circle and Men of the Year get the 5-on-5 tag match. Dan Lambert, Men of the Year, come out, and they start screaming. So I founded this team uh, 25 years ago, and that makes me American Top Team member number one. I have a collection of killers on an op- and an open contract, so let's get this over with. Pick your poison. Jake Hager chooses Junior Dos Santos. Santana picks Andrea Lofsky- Arlovsky. Paige Van Sant gets on the microphone and kind of sets herself up, saying that she wanted to take on all five members of the Inner Circle by herself. We'll let you fill in the blank on that regard. Uh, And that proceeds to uh, after uh, Men of the Year included with uh, the four that left one member of American Top Team remaining. And it was chosen because he said he was American Top Team member number one. Jericho chooses Dan Lambert. So, shockingly, we don't get Jorge Masvidal in the match. We get
0: Dan Lambert in the match. I mean, Masvidal has a fight soon. Okay. Uh, Masvidal, he's like one of my favorite, like one of my favorite fighters to watch. Uh, but I know he has a fight very, very soon, December 11th against Leon Edwards. All right. So that's probably why they don't want him to get. Her. Fair enough. So, But that is the overall
1: uh, thing. I know some people were a little bit upset about the uh, comment made about uh, Paige Van Zant and the joke made at her expense. But, I mean, this is Jericho. Like, is this at all out of character for Jericho? Like, considering the things that he has said about one Stephanie McMahon? So, I don't see the massive issue with it. I thought it was a fair enough joke. And, I mean, Paige Van Zant is a killer. So, like... I mean, I believe that she could destroy every single one of them because she is a good fighter. But that is... Is, is
0: she? Is she? She, is. she loses like all the time. I mean, yeah, let's take a look at her record, actually. <laughs> and they brought her in for the bare knuckle fight. And guess what she does in her first fight? Loses. Loses. She loses a bit. She's actually my, uh, my friend, Jr. Uh, who's on the show? He is our MMA expert. Yeah, he says she's just not okay. Really she has eight
1: wins: two by knockout, three by submission, three by decision. Five losses: three by
0: decision, two yeah, by de- that, that, f- that. three by submission, two by decision. Yeah, and then sh- she's law. Oh, no, she's been in two bare knuckle fights and has lost both of them. Okay. Well, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Yeah, no. It, it, honestly, I would have not been able to tell you that if it wasn't for Jr. Jr. watches like every fight. He's on like Bellator, bare knuckle. He watches all of it, and he's the one that told me she wasn't a very good fighter. I, okay, I, I had well, never, I, mean, again, I, I had she... literally, I had literally never seen her fight. I mean, been to her Instagram, definitely, definitely. That's a place. <laughs> that's a place. You wanna, <laughs> that, that's a place you might want to live for a little bit. If you haven't, but yeah, no, I didn't know if she was a good fighter or not.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, regardless, we'll move away from that though. Um, What I will actually mention too is that uh, I don't know if you saw this recently, but after a uh, UFC uh, 268, uh, another member of uh, American Top Team was actually in the news regarding AEW because uh, he was asked an oppressor after his loss on a uh, UFC 268. Colby Coving- Covington, member of American Top Team, was asked if he would join the members of AEW. Join the members of American Top Team, taking part in AEW, said if he would join the members, and he proceeded to say, "I don't pay attention to anything those losers do. So you know, I'm focused. on putting on the best and biggest and best fights in the world." And he said, "He, you might see me in, A- in WWE one day." But, you know, I don't think I'm gonna, you're going to see me in a second-tier promotion. Mind you, this man wrestled and appeared on Impact back in 2017. So the idea of a second-tier promotion apparently is foreign to him. Because if that's not a second-tier promotion, I don't
0: know what is. Yes, Colby Covington. After a loss... To a guy that he pretty much guaranteed he was gonna beat. I know that's the fight game, but a leather loss to Kamara Usman, who he can't beat, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to wrestling." And then wrestling, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrestle. And it's just like, it's cool that you... it's cool that you wanna wrestle. It's cool that you wanna wrestle. But You gotta come in with some respect. You know what I mean? You expect that from a guy wearing a maga hat, though. <laughs> Again, you know, I I get it. It's like, hey, I am not gonna ever be the best fighter because this guy named Kamara Usman <laughs> exists. I actually had to go with it because I was a Chael Sonnen fan, in his rivalry against uh, Anderson Silva. I had to realize on the third fight that it was just, this ain't happening. I want it to happen, like really, really bad. Oh, oh. Chael almost had him a couple times and then he lost and it's just like this shit ain't happening. And so he he might have guy came to the conclusion quicker than I did with Chael Sonnen and it's like okay, maybe I cut a wrestling promo, maybe they bring you in. But, you know what? I'm kind of against it like like Jorge Masvidal stole the BMF, you know what I mean? Yeah, I want to bring him in, you know. And some people when they're done fighting cool. But bringing fighting fighters in off of a loss I just don't think Not really interesting. Yeah, like, Ronda. Love Ronda. And if they would have brought Ronda in at WrestleMania 31 when she was undefeated baddest woman on the planet, and had they it her, been huge. it would have been huge. But they got washed up, beat down, broken Ronda. And shocker, she wasn't a draw. <laughs> shock. Shock and awe. <laughs> that the the person that people have seen just literally get embarrassed the last two times that she was on TV, like, the shit beat out of her. I'm sorry, I don't want to see you wrestle because this whole baddest woman on the planet thing is a myth because you got the shit beat out of you by Amanda Nunez, who I don't even think sweat before the end of that fight. And this is coming from someone I am a big Ronda Rousey fan. Big Ronda Rousey fan. But if you look at what it actually did for numbers didn't really do a lot. So I would say the same thing about Kobe Covington, who is not even anywhere near the star that Ronda Rousey was, even after she lost. Ronda Rousey was still like on that level. She basically made women's MMA what it is today. Uh, you look at Kobe Covington; he's he's a red hat. Oh, if he wasn't wearing that red hat, if he hadn't said the stuff about Donald Trump no one would give a fuck about who Colby Covington him. Exactly. Exactly. That's what he is. He's a gimmick. And and, and a, a bad of, one at that. Yeah, in a world of gimmicks, we, I mean, we can literally... They, uh, oh, the guy from... I always forget his name, from America Top Team, can cut a better promo saying exactly what you did and be more entertaining. So we don't – no one needs Colby Covington. I'm not going to say AEW doesn't need him. No one needs Colby Covington.
1: Boom. So (laughs) we then – we'll move away from this, and we got uh, Matt Seidel challenging Dante Martin and Leo Rush uh, in a match with Seidel's brand-new partner, Lee Moriarty. So that was a match that was announced. We then had another round one matchup in the TBS Championship Tournament, Dark Order's Amy Anna J versus Jamie Hader. And this, I will say, was a bit of a shock because Jamie Hayter ends up getting the win off of the short-arm clothesline, pinning Anna Jay. And then, of course, Britt Baker and Hayter and Rebel start te- triple-teaming on uh, Anna Jay, beating her up. Tay Conti then comes out to sprint out and help. And eventually, Thunder Rosa had to come out for the third save as Tate uh, started getting beat up a little bit because of the numbers game. And then they clear out the entire ring. Um, The match itself was fine. I think it wasn't anything special. Um, There were a couple spots where I thought, like, Jamie had a little bit of, like, she needed a little bit more time to get back into the groove of things. But I was more so just surprised that Anna didn't get the win because I figured that with how much they were enjoying the fact that Anna Jay was back in competition after her injury that they'd kind of be like moving her up the ranks a little bit more, but she got eliminated in the first round by Jamie Hader. So, I mean, I like Jamie. I think she's, she's, I think she can be pretty good. Um, I'm just surprised they didn't go with Anna on this. I believe you might be muted.
0: I forgot who Jamie's matchup was like who she's going to fight in the next round. Because I believe the way I did it, it made sense when you looked at who she was going to wrestle in the next round. I was it. Uh, I be- was it maybe Jade? Maybe I, I, I was, I'm trying to get to the bracket really quick, but it's not. Yeah. It, it's a little further back than I uh, want to admit, but I believe it's like no, it's
1: it's uh, yeah. it's uh, Thunder Rosa. So there literally, you, is thunder.
0: Yeah, so. That's what I'm like it, it, it like Thunder has the beef with you know that Britt Baker and all of them. Yeah, yeah. So it it literally just made sense that she won. Yeah. And Jamie Hayter needs some wins. I mean, if you're True. Gonna the, you're gonna be the goon for Britt Baker who never loses, you can't lose.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. Now it makes sense a little bit more just because of Thunder Rosa's history with those three. But that being said, it was surprising not seeing Anna come away with the win on that regard. Yeah, but moving quickly on though, MJF on the mic, uh, looking right at Darby Allin, who was uh, up in the arena, just going after him, and MJF was like, "Look, out of all of the pillars, we're already pillars, and we've been, we have been for a while, so." Why is it that they boo me but cheer you? Like I got mad, I lost sleep over it, but then you hit me, it hit me. Of course they like you. And of course they hate me because I'm a symbol of everything they'll never be and you are just like them because you'll never fit in and you'll never win. And you always let your emotions get the better of you. You went from a proficient pro wrestler to a glorified stuntman. You will lose because you'll be too focused on battering me instead of beating me because I am better than you and you are knowing better than you in the ring, I could beat you with a headlock takeover. He just goes on and on and on until Darby says, we will have a wrestling match at full gear, Max, because I will take all of my anger out on you just right now. MGF tries to retreat, uh, back up the ramp, try to get away, but the Sting comes out to stop him. A small army uh, of uh, men... That were just followed up by Sting. He had a whole bunch of his. He had an army of his own comes to flood down the ring. The entire pinnacle try to come out and stop the whole situation, um, except for FTR. What the hell? Uh, and then MJF turns around and gets right into Darby Allen, who they just start brawling in the fans. And Darby gets this head start as he just like backs up in between the fans, charges at MJF. Nails him right over the barricade, which was a massive bump. And then MJF proceeds to run away yet again into the fans. And, yeah, that worked really freaking well. I thought it was crazy just the amount of people that, like, that Sting had just this ridiculous army with him, which I thought was funny, which took care of Wardlow I think one was a child, right? It looked like it. It looked like it was just negative, uh, negative one for some reason.
0: Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's crazy. I'm, uh... So I'm sitting in my chair, which is directly straight from the... We're we're straight to the back, so we're uh, straight from the ramp. So MJF is talking, and he's kind of looking our way. And Tiffany taps me, and she's like, Darby's right there. And he's literally top corner of our section. And she's like, y'all, Charlie's right in front of him, the guy that's on the vlog and everything. And I was like, oh... And then they started fighting, and they were pretty much fighting right in front of me. I, I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Uh, That's a pretty dang cool experience. Yeah, because I bought further away seats because I needed to buy more seats. So I was like, oh, we're not going to be in any action. Right in front of us, right in our section. A W man. that I mean, I tell anyone, if you got a chance, and I know you might not listen to old Floyd here, but... Go to the shows live. It's just always such a amazing experience. The shows are great on TV. Don't get me wrong, but it's just a live in, in experience. You don't get commercials. You like you see the match in its entirety. I always tell people Kenny Omega versus Moxley for the title. I had a different experience than the people watching that at home because it was just one long continuous match. I didn't even know they went to commercial as opposed to the so. Always go live if you can. But this. Was great. I think it gave a little more heat to the Darby MJF match. I, I would love, I would love for the winner of this match to get a title shot. I wish that I would was love that too. I wish that was like a statement, like whoever wins this match gets a title shot at a later date. It's yeah. just they are the four pillars, right? You know, yeah. you got, you know, you got Sammy, the TNT titles not being uh, defended this year. You you, know, you got um, Jungle Boys in the big top six man match and like all the pillars are on the screen. So it's just like, dude, if you're like, oh, you might get Darby versus Sammy because, you know, Darby was a, you know, former TNT champion. You set that up right now or you give, oh, you might get MJF versus MJF versus Sammy which set up another big Four Pillars match, if you want to do that. Both of those matches are main events on a Dynamite. Yeah, honestly. And
1: so I I have a feeling whoever wins this match will get a good push, though. So I think we'll have to see what comes out of that. But I want to move into the next thing real quickly, because it's, it's Floyd's boy, it's Cody Rhodes. So the American Nightmare was one-on-one against Andrade El Idolo, as it seems as though this feud between... Cody Rhodes and Malachi Black will continue despite what people have been saying and despite what Cody has said and despite what we were kind of expecting. So, Cody was in the match with Andrade. This match was a very strong match because these guys just work really well together. Uh, Arn Anderson um, was doing great on the outside. Um, like, FTR then tried to come out and try to screw out Cody. Uh, because uh, they they were hiding underneath the ring despite the call for nobody to be at ringside. They were hiding under the ring with the AAA titles uh, uh, and then proceed to hit Cody in the head with them. Andrade then pulls Cody back into the ring and pins Cody, and that ended up being the win for that. And also, I will say, shout-out to uh, Arn Anderson, uh, grabbing Jose, who is Andrade's assistant, and keeping him away from everything. Um, but FTR and Andrade proceed to beat up Cody afterwards. Arn Anderson gets in the ring and shoves Tully Blanchard. Uh, the Lucha Bros then come out and clear house, getting FTR out of the ring. So Cody falls to Andrade because of the help of FTR once again, who have really done wonders for Andrade. Honestly, kind of great of how, like, MJF, uh, I hope he's getting his money's worth, because uh, Andrade's using him them a lot. But uh, a very strong match, I felt, like, um, continuing, though, to have, like, um, an issue with um, seemingly, like, malachite Black and... Uh
2: Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then...
1: I I'm, I'm still wondering now where the focus goes towards now just cuz I mean like Andrade versus Cody's great but like I just want to know exactly like what we're pushing towards is more so what I'm wondering.
0: Well, I'm going to give predictions later on today, but yeah, um I I you know, I I feel like there is a clear path to where this is leading. And I've broken it down to a few people. Maybe I'm wrong. It's gonna come off as my wild speculation of the the week, but it should be fun. Uh FTR beating up Cody was literally my worst nightmare. <laughs> like yeah, man, I, don't, I don't know what you could Tiffany, think. Tiffany Tiffany's booing and I'm just like frozen silence. Yeah, he can't you can't say anything. You like you found a way to shut Floyd up. I talk a lot. And you found a way to shut me up. Because I was like, I'm literally sitting there in my Cody shirt and jacket with my FTR shoes on. It's like.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's a situation where I don't know how Floyd can act. It's like yes. literally his two
0: loves. He literally named them. Was it Was it based on the nicest thing? No, but he still gave them their name.
1: You know, mm-hmm. FTR,
0: st- FTR stands for Fuck the Revival. That's what it's Yeah, I bet he for. feels bad
1: about that, though.
0: Yeah, he's like, probably shouldn't have started that. That's what he said. T- he said. <laughs> tweet out. Yeah. yeah, like, probably shouldn't have started that. What I'm saying, he gave them their name. But it makes sense why they would go after him, though. Yeah, it makes sense why they would go after him. It all comes together, but it hurts my heart.
1: It does. It I, it I mean, heart. dude, he started it, though, so yeah. it yeah. is what it is.
0: That's why I looked at Tiffany, and she was looking at, of course you're going for Cody. I'm like, uh, but didn't he start
1: this? (laughs) He really did. Um, But we will quickly wrap up Dynamite, though. Uh, Tony Schiavone had a quick interview with John Silver about his upcoming match against Adam Cole, or as we know, Budge. So John Silver was like, I asked him to go by Budge, take my advice. He didn't do it, so I'm going to kick Budge's ass, so... It is what it is. Johnny Hungy does what he does, and we'll get into that match from Rampage very shortly. But then we had the match that was supposed to be Miro versus—I mean, uh—versus supposed to be Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley. Uh, and Miro, the Redeemer, was the one who filled in for John Moxley in this match. So instead of Orange Cassidy dying to John Moxley, it was Orange Cassidy dying to Miro. So this match was pretty much similar to what we would have gotten with John Moxley, in which Orange Cassidy, like he did well, he had bandages on his on his ribs, uh, like as a sh- as a work injury, but Orange Cassidy was not going to beat an angry Miro trying to become God's favorite champion for a second time. So uh, Miro makes him tap out. Brian Danielson comes down to the ring, stares off with him. That is your match at full gear. Miro versus Brian Danielson. Daniel Bryan versus Rusev. What a match I think we'll get to crown the new number one contender for the AEW world title at full gear. So hell of a way to close off the show though.
0: Yes. Uh this match was great. I mean, I had a great time. Um yeah, it was just It was everything that I wanted everything that i wanted it to be uh it was, it was just fun
1: well i'm glad you had a good time at that we'll move really quickly into rampage because we still got a lot to talk about uh when it comes to our preview we opened up the show with the american dragon brian danielson in action facing off against anthony bowens of the Acclaim, not max caster although max did a vicious Rap against Brian Danielson talking about how you're only famous for your wife's reality show and also taking a shot at Mr. John Laurinaitis with his uh, father-in-law and your career quicker than your father-in-law's uh, uh, coming off of the heels of the massive wave of releases, which I think we'll touch on um, very shortly. Uh, yeah, that had a lot more uh, burn especially now, but that was his best, one of his better uh, raps that he had done on AEW. But this match was pretty strong. I mean, Anthony Bones, I think, showed a lot of himself working up against Brian Danielson. Uh, Danielson had, of course, just great technical work proceeding to uh, just get a lot of great uh, offense in. Max Castler got as many quick, cheap shots as he could, but eventually uh, the missile drop kick, and then it led up to... Danielson getting the LaBelle lock after stomping on uh, Bowen's head. Bowen's tapped out. Nice win from uh, Brian Danielson. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm just itching to talk about what's next. But this was a cool opening, though, I
0: think. Yeah, the acclaimed as an act, you know, Max Max Caster gets to shine because of how, you know, good of, on the mic he is. He is, a, you know, a good wrestler, but... Anthony Bones is the worker of this team, you know, Yes. and this match showed you how good of a professional wrestler was there. He was step for step, never was out of his depth with uh, Brian Danielson. And when you can say that, that's, that's like one of the bigger compliments you can give because Brian Danielson might be the greatest American wrestler ever. I mean, I've heard that said before uh, by some people and, You know, he doesn't put on boring matches, and this was not a boring match. Uh, So shout out to – I really really want to commend uh, Anthony Bowens and his work in this match.
1: Yeah, shout out. But now, now, we got to get into this. The face-off between CM Punk and Eddie Kingston, he invites out Eddie Kingston. His music plays, uh, which – Eddie doesn't come out until a few moments later, where he does come out, and he starts screaming about how you want an apology, and Eddie is just getting to the grill of Punk. It's like, look, I Punk's like, I know it's a little bit condescending, maybe for another man to ask another man for an apology, but you interrupted me. Don't paint me like the bad guy, and Kingston's just like, yes, I interrupted the great CM Punk. Oh no, oh God, and. It's just Punk he goes through this whole spiel talking about how like he had to get tested for COVID twice and had to make sure that he didn't get his friend sick and was just dealing with this whole situation with John as well. And he's like, I'm sorry, you didn't get the great CM Punk versus Orange Cassidy and He's just like, I apologize, blah, it starts screaming, who are you? And Punk's like, not much of an apology. You know damn well who I am. The crowd starts chanting for CM Punk, and Punk's just like, let him go, let him go, like because Eddie's still trying to talk. This period right here, there's you know there's no script. These guys are just going after each other. This, You know for a fact that there's no script behind this, because these two are just going off the cuff, just saying, uh, try just talking these people into the building. And then Eddie gets into the whole thing saying, I'm telling everybody the truth of who you are. You were once a hero of mine, guys like him, Samoa Joe, homicide, the amazing red on the independence. These guys inspired me, but he calls them a low life scumbag, two face peace, uh, narcissistic bitch. He said, "You judged me. I came to that locker room to get free, free from my mental crap, free from the streets, and all you did was judge me. It was like, why? Cuz I was fat. I liked to eat a little bit. I I wasn't friends with the booker. I didn't bury people to get my own stuff in. I did all these I didn't do all these things." He said, "No. I wasn't wrong for that. You were wrong for that." That's the punk I know. Punk's response was, I'm hearing a lot of baggage, but you named a couple other people there. And the truth is, it wasn't just me who judged you. It was me. It was Homicide. It was Joe. It was Danielson. But we judged you because we held you to the potential of what we saw in you. You were the one that fell short of that mark. You can blame me. You can blame a guy like Brian Danielson who beat you in the ring. And you can walk to the back afterwards and blame me. I'm not the one... I'm not the bad guy for seeing greatness in you 15 years ago, but I damn sure and I'm a fool for trying to hold you to that standard because you're a bum. And Kingston is just like smirking, trying to like hold himself down. is like, would a bum main, main event full gear? Would a bum try to sell, have to almost sell his house in order to keep fighting to be in, which he made a shot, the only professional wrestling company today. And he's like, is that a bum? He's like, he says the line though that he says like i need everyone to hear this and i need you to open your ears nobody wants you here they never wanted you here that whole locker room's afraid to say it but not me and then he proceeds to try to say he'll smack the smirk off of cm punk's face asks him to fight him on the 13th and then he's like punk's like i mean i was thinking maybe elevation or dark something more your speed because that's a bit of a high bar Kingston starts laughing super loudly, calls him a coward, starts screaming, fight me multiple times. And then he's like, all right, fine. I'll see see you on the 13th. And he says, look, I just want to beat you up. And after I finish beating you up, quit again and leave for seven years and don't come back. And that's when the headbutt comes in. They start brawling. This is everything I ever wanted with these two. You gave me everything I wanted. And I spent a lot of time going through every single thing because I watched that segment at least seven times like – in the last few days. It's everything I've ever wanted. I'm so fucking hyped for this match. They sold you that match in less than 10 minutes. It's literally what they did. They didn't have to do anything else. Except go at each other on the mic. Brawl. You sold the match. I want to see that match. That's it. That's it. This is the best part of the show. That's it.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to start naming this. The uh, Austin summerwitz section. Because you generally cover... CM Punk so well, that there's literally nothing for me to add. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say I agree, and there you go. I'm excited yeah. to watch them. Work, I'm excited to watch them fight. I don't want this to be a wrestling match. If they call no. an arrow lockup, I'll be pissed.
1: No, they these two just literally need to start slapping the shit out of each other because this—that's the type of fight that I expect from from Eddie Kingston. And it's the type of fight that I want Punk to be put brought into, because if they just have a normal wrestling match, then it's like taking the story and kind of like just not really doing too much with it. Let these guys like just beat each other up. Like, of course you're gonna have a street fight in the m- show already, but just let them smack each other. Like, let it let not let it not be clean and like crisp and stuff like that. Let it be like a little bit more gritty in the way that they rest they fight each other. So that's all I really need um they we then get an announcement of a match for full gear because backstage christian cage and jurassic express challenged the super click to a falls count anywhere six man match and my god the spots i can already just see see them in my head right now the spots that we're gonna get from that match holy shit
0: yeah well i mean it's gonna be a freaking amazing match i mean amazing it might steal the show. I mean, except, you know, FTR is on the show. So it's really hard to steal the show when they're on it. But other than that, it might steal the show.
1: It's it's a lot to hold up to. But, I mean, my God, it's going to be crazy. But we'll move quickly into another first-round TBS Women's Championship tournament match. The Bunny going up against Red Velvet. And ringside was Jade Cargo, who would face the winner of this match. And, um, honestly kind of made sense that red velvet got the win because now she will be getting a rematch against jade cargill and she got a good spike uh with the final splice slice to get the win um, she stood up mark sterling ended up trying to hold her back saying to wait for the second round wait for your match and uh yeah the match between the bunny and red velvet was all right i think and i think seeing Jade get the win against Red Velvet again will be huge is at least my prediction in, the, in this regard. But uh, yeah, Allie's done a lot uh, with AEW and really doing a lot to uh, just be a, be a really dependable woman that they can have just at any moment. And I think she does great. I really like b- the bunny and I really like Allie. Um, I hope Red Velvet gets more time to like really get like showcase herself against Jade so we'll see how that turns out. But yeah, this was fun. I think this was good.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought it. Let's see. I thought it was a great way to get Red Velvet a win. That's, that's who was in the match, right? I'm mm-hmm. Okay. It was a great way to get her a win. Uh, I got, honestly kind of zoned out during this match. Uh, I saw the end and I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, should I go back and watch it? And I was like, eh, never mind. Yeah, I, I got what I needed out of it. Red Velvet won. So there you
1: go. <laughs> All right. Well, then in that case, we'll move to the main event, which is John Silver, Johnny Hungy against Adam Cole, Bebe, or as more uh, more more likely known budge. And this was a match, I think, which really showcased just how good John Silver is just as him as by himself. Because I mean, he's in there with fucking Adam Cole, and they're doing so well against each other. And honestly, it's like it's a shame that uh, Matt Jackson and uh, the Bucks were trying to get involved with everything. Um, It eventually still like it didn't lead to thankfully didn't lead to a disqualification, which was what I was worried about uh, at one point. But uh, no, they these guys. really let it out and gave everything they had john silver every single time he's in the ring no matter who you put him in the ring against he shows that he belongs in aew um despite the fact after the dark order uh, comes out and brawls with the bucks on the outside john silver hits the liger bomb uh which then adam cole kicks out of uh adam cole tries for the panama sunrise but it's countered but then two back-to-back super kicks and the running knee and john Silver's done it was a really good
0: effort Yeah, the boom knee. Or actually, the budge knee. The budge knee, yes. (laughs) No, uh, yeah, it was, John Silver, uh, he is the definition of the term, the one thing you can't coach is effort, because honestly, if he was 6'2", with the same energy and everything that he had, he'd probably be the best wrestler in the world.
1: But yeah, it's like it's just. But even still, it's like the fact that he is that size and
0: he's still that good. Yes, is so apparent. Yes, it, it, it's um, it's one of those people that you literally clear the only thing he's missing is size, and it's the one thing he can't do anything about <laughs> because he's packed as much muscle onto that five six five seven frame as you possibly can. He has energy. He can cut a promo. Uh, you know, he doesn't mind the humor part of it. He's pretty much everything you want in a wrestler, but he's five, seven. Yeah. But
1: again, and like he's still so incredible and yeah. he's in there with Adam Cole holding his own and he's killing it. So it's truly awesome, man. I, I, every time he's there uh, on TV, like he kills it every single time. But that was AEW rampage for this week a very great show i mean like it gave me everything i wanted with punk and kingston so i can't even say it wasn't a great show we're gonna get into our previews for AEW dynamite coming up this week but then we got to talk about full gear we're gonna do our entire full gear predictions so as you guys are hearing this this will be the AEW dynamite for tonight so we're gonna get pack going one-on-one with dax harwood we're gonna get team brit which consists of Brit Baker, DMD, Dr. Brit Baker, DMD, Jamie Hader, and rebel. And they're going to go against Tay Conti, Anna Jay, and Thunder Rosa in a six women's match. Brian Danielson is going to be facing a new entrant from the forbidden door, Rocky Romero. And that is a huge match announcement. And then of course we get the match between Matt side and Lee Moriarty versus Leo rush and Dante Martin.
0: Yeah, that's going to be killer. Uh, your boy, will be in the building for this match. Uh, Dak Dak, Tarwood and pot hack, shockingly, is probably going to be the match I'm looking forward to most. No way. Because Dak is just so good. But that Brian Danielson versus Rocky Romero, uh, that'll probably open the show. Just in my brain, that's how I see it. I'm I'm thinking uh, the Team Britt versus the six-woman match will probably main event the show. But if I'm looking at the show... I'm putting that on first just because they're very familiar with each other. There were some old pictures of them where they were on the same tag team and wrestling against each other. So I'm really looking forward to Rocky Romero versus Danielson and Lee Moriarty. I I love, you know, that he's getting on TV more and I want to see what he's where he's going, uh, going forward because in my brain, I can see him turning on Matt Sidell here.
1: Uh, yeah, in mine, I could see that too. Um, and of course, you're also going to get the contract signing between uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman and Page as well. So you got that going for you too as well. So that the contract signing is probably not going to end well. But now we'll get into our preview for AEW Full Gear. We have Britt Baker versus Ty Conti for the AEW Women's World Championship. I love Ty. I think she's great, but Britt's championship reign is not ending anytime soon. So Tay will unfortunately fall to Britt Baker in this match.
0: That is absolutely one hundred percent the truth. If like if you know if you had those confidence picks and you like you got hundred confidence points. My all my points are going into Britt Baker keeping her title yes i mean like um like there's like i would i there is they would have to do something pretty remarkable to make me think ty conti actually has a chance of winning this match
1: yeah and I, I think i think ty is really great too and i think she can work herself to being uh aw women's champion or tbs women's champion at some point uh but against Britt baker it won't be that person
0: no it, it won't and I, I love Ty. I love Ty, and she, I think she'll be a great women's champion for them one day uh, because just because she has the great story to tell. How yeah. She's fired from developmental, from another company, coming to this company, you know, lost all her confidence, you know, got friends, got confidence, killer part of the uh, company like she's one of those people that she never became champion. I you know, I wouldn't be like, "Oh, that's heartbreaking," but I do think she at least deserves a short run just because yes. I think I think the crowd would really get behind her finally doing it. I don't think they've built this an, in a way where she can win. I think no. Ty needs to go on a long like 6-month winning streak to build to beating Brit. Yeah, the, just because it's Brit, yeah. Yeah, because it's Brit. It's like Brit's been unbeatable. So the person that you're building to beat her has to be, at least for that period of time, equally unbeatable. Exactly. We then have the
1: AEW World Tag Team Titles match between the champions, the Lucha Bros, and the challengers, the current AAA Tag Team Champions, FTR. And with this match. Uh, I stick by the Lucha Bros because they are doing great stuff as the champions. I think they still are incredible tag team champions. FTR already have belts. They can be champions of AAA. I don't see FTR taking the titles off of Lucha Bros. Not tonight.
0: It's going to break my heart because this would be the second full year in a row that FTR lost the title match. Yeah. So, well, but would, at least they have yeah, two that would, titles. That, yeah, they have no,
1: championships no. that they can they can <laughs> use to wipe their tears.
0: No, so FTR is winning this match. They're gonna break the Lucha Bros. I, I I smell, just smell. I got a whiff, strong whiff of interference from Andrade on FTR's part. Um, I I will stick with Lucha Bros in that yeah, regard. I, I got it just. This, this, this strong, wavering, wafting smell of interference in this match.
1: Well, all right. We then have Brian Danielson uh, versus Miro to determine the number one contender for the AEW World Title. Brian Danielson's on a tear; he will not lose. Miro is great, uh, but he would have been replaced with John Moxley if things were to go as scheduled. But no, it's going to be Brian Danielson because Brian Danielson is on a tear and he is just working his way up the ranks. So, sorry Miro, it's Brian Danielson. though. I, re-
0: I really wanted to be Miro though, just because this whole you know you always have that thing where if you build somebody up too long without a loss, no matter how they lose that first time, it's not going to be satisfied. If Brian Danielson just loses, you know what just I mean? Just get it and out and of the way. You get to get out the way. It'd be great, Miro. uh, Let's just say how the end of the show ends like we're going to think it's going to end. Miro versus Hangman. That's a very good first opponent. It is. That is a very good first opponent to establish Hangman's title reign. So I could see it going that way. I could see Kenny Omega maybe having something to do with it. They don't do a lot of interference in AEW, so I doubt it. I doubt it's going to happen in that many matches, but you know. Kenny Omega trying to protect his belt. Make sure Miro wins.
1: Yeah, but uh, I will stick with Brian Danielson. We'll move to the uh, uh, Minneapolis street fight between the Super Click and Jurassic Express and Christian. Um, I see the Super Click coming out on top on this because I love Jurassic Express. I love Christian, but I see the Super Click being the team to shut down Christian and Jurassic Express just because the SuperClick are dastardly and in a street fight where it is on uh, false count anywhere, uh, you are not going to beat these people. You are just not going to beat these people.
0: We've been hearing rumors of a six-man tag belt forever. If it a trio's title, if it's something that they plan to do, the SuperClick can't lose here. Yes. Because I think they should be very undefeated for a long time. Because what you want to do with the trio's title... You don't want it to become like titles every uh, everywhere else where the Trios title just gets passed around, passed around. It's just a throwaway belt. You want it to mean something. You want it to be a belt you can main event with. The Super Click being the first Trios champion makes it a belt you can main event with. 100%. Um, Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk. I, I had seen Kingston versus Punk, and I was like why did i put kofi kingston on here literally that was the jesus christ through my head i don't know why it's just it's just because it just said kingston and <laughs> instead of putting the eddie in front of there i was like oh eddie oh there's another one okay cool let's go all right
1: mm-hmm. well i love eddie kingston so much he's been such a great uh piece in aew and if you haven't read his uh little uh, uh, interview story that he's done uh, that he's been posting on his Twitter. Read that. See exactly how much this man has gone through to get to this point. See how much he gives a shit about this. Um, You will not be disappointed with him. Um, Moxley, of course, has already come out with a book. I need an Eddie Kingston book. As time goes on, Eddie needs to make his own book because having a book written by that man would just be a a glorious read.
0: I say all... Fuck would be in that book a lot.
1: A lot. A lot. And partner. Yeah. And partner. But I say all of that to say I love Eddie, but Punk is not losing yet. Punk needs a legitimate feud to take that first loss. And while I would love a legitimate feud between Eddie Kingston and Punk, I don't think they're going to go with
0: that. All right. So I completely agree with you, but I'm going to have to go a different way just because I want to have something to say here. I saw something in that ring Friday that made me think this should be more than one match. Oh, 100%. So that being said, I go to, and this is, again, again, understand what I've watched most of my life. But I think they should fight, they should get out of control, and the ref should throw the match out. So either either that or just go to a time limit draw. And then you build – I think you build to Punk versus Kingston the night before Thanksgiving in fucking Chicago. Street fight. Boom.
1: I think that's fair, and honestly, I I would not be mad at it because, again, I I said, like, this could be a feud that you continue on. This could be a feud that you keep going on because these two guys – Are So good at going at each other and just like spewing words at each other. And like I said, I could have enjoyed them just yelling at each other on the mic for another 20 minutes because they did such a good job. I will say
0: Eddie yelling. You can't you you didn't beat me and uh, punk yelling. You didn't beat me either back. I just think that would be so great.
1: Yeah, and you just let them go and let them go. And yes. again, I I will stick with the fact that I think that they'll just go with the simple Punk getting the win. I mean, but if, honest, they, but if they but if they continue on with this feud, I will not even be mad because this Definitely.
0: would be awesome. Yours is one hundred percent. As I stated, I agree with yours one hundred percent. I was just adding how they could make it a little bit more interesting. But I I, I truly think he's taken taking to go to sleep and the match is over. But yeah just wanted to throw throw a different line of thinking in there all
1: right we then get the five on five match between the inner circle and american top team i am saying this with a hundred percent i uh just heat in mind i want dan lambert to get the pin victory Uh, yep dan lambert's gonna pin chris jericho i i want dan lambert to pin chris jericho and get the win that's all i want
0: and you know it's if you look at fozzy's tour dates um, if you go to Fozzy and you look at their tour dates, Jericho's gonna be gone for a while of coming up soon, just like gone, and that's a great way to watch, I'll write him off. Uh, November 29th, Liverpool, November 30th, Manchester. Basically, he is in the UK from November 29th to December 12th, yeah. So, what I'm saying is, let Dan
1: Lambert get the win, let the crowd explode in heat.
0: Yes, now, and I think Paige Vincent should be the one that throws the knockout blow. Uh, Ah, you know what, go for it. Yeah, you know, you gotta give, to me, it gives her her comeuppance in the, you know, being called a whore thing by Jericho. Yes, (laughs) so it would give her a cup of it. She gets knockout punch on Chris Jericho, but more than likely it will be Jorge Masvidal comes in and needs Jericho again because I truly think they're building to a Jorge Masvidal versus Chris Jericho. I just they have to go after the December show. You know, yeah. day. So I think that's the ultimate goal is to get to Chris Jericho versus Jorge Monsolot. Yes.
1: And then we finish things off with Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega for the 8 Every World Championship. This is Hangman's moment. And I I know the idea of keeping this going on is tantalizing just because they wanted to make it feel like unbelievably like, oh my God, it finally happened. Uh, but I think just considering how long it's been since Hangman got that first shot at the AEW world title back in 2019. I think it just makes sense. So Hangman will get the win because I think if he doesn't get the win, I think the crowd will be legitimately fucking pissed.
0: Oh, absolutely. And that's what I'm saying at this point in time. You kind of got to give the people what they want, but it's just, I don't know. It's like Kenny Omega to me has just, his championship reign has been the best so far to me. And I think he's been great. And I just think, I. but I thought it was Jericho. When they gave the belt to Moxley, I literally thought Jericho had a good six more months left on his title rank. And it's probably better to get out before people are like, I'm tired of this guy being champion. Even though the favorite thing, as soon as the title changed hands, they were like, well, who's going to beat Hangman? Everybody jumps on to that. <laughs> That thing. As soon as the match is over, they don't even enjoy Hangman being the champion. They move on to who nah. they, uh, they think is gonna. I mean, come on, Twitter, Twitter. That's where I it mean happens. it is. Twitter, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's where it happens. You will have the one night. Congratulations, to everybody posting their pictures where they took a selfie with Hangman that one time. I always knew you were gonna be champion. Next day, 11 a.m. Who's gonna? Who you think is gonna win next? But honestly, you know some podcasts. Or a website is going to jump at first and like two minutes after. So who do you think is going to beat Hangman for the title? And, oh, uh, you know one, one side's going to do it And sure. they're going to list their five people. And I'm just going to want to reply, I don't know. I'm going to enjoy Hangman being the champion. Yeah, it's just so weird how wrestling is. I love it. Uh I love it you you think I talk shit about it, but I love it. I love the hustle and the bustle and the complete yeah. craziness of being a wrestling fan, or I wouldn't be a wrestling fan. you know what I mean? If I hated it, I just wouldn't be a wrestling fan, but I love it and I'm gonna love being there and with Adam, I'm hoping Mr. Hangman rides out on a horse that will like once he, again yeah he has to, i I feel like the when he wins the title, he has to be on a fucking horse, you know what I mean. It just I mean he could
1: ride John Silver's back.
0: Yes. Uh <laughs> he could. He could ride John Silver's back, but oh yes, negative 1 all of them the dark quarter in the ring celebrating with him as they win the title as he wins the title. Great moment. Them on him on the shoulders. Beers being passed around to everybody. It's going to be pandemonium. We're going to be partying in 23 degree weather in Minnesota in the streets after. We're going to get frostbite. It, our limbs are going to fall off. It's going to be a great time. Yeah,
1: and I'm very excited that you'll be a part of it. But that is our full gear predictions. I believe Floyd has a list of some announced brand new dates for AEW touring. So,
0: Floyd, do you want to run down that? So, first of all, the uh, New Orleans one, originally set for January 12th, has been moved to April. I did not – I had the exact date, but then I lost it, so – just know it's got moved to April, so if you had a ticket to that show, go ahead and uh, you know it'll it'll transfer. Uh, then they announced uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, uh, for uh, for the December twenty second, so right before Christmas, they head to Crockett Country, and it's not very far from where the greatest tag team of all time lives, so that's awesome. And then uh, January fifth goes up to our girl Jackie's. Neck of the Woods, Newark, New Jersey, Prudential Center. That's going to be a big one. And then January 12th, Raleigh, North Carolina, PNC Arena. I believe Greensboro goes on sale this week, and Newark and Raleigh goes on sale next week. So, all right. Yeah. So, uh, I'm looking forward. We're looking forward to that going down. I just like, I'm, I'm wondering. Like, when they're going to finally hit California, but I'm guessing it's going to be closer to double or nothing.
1: Yeah, I feel like it'll get a little bit closer. I'm still waiting on the Detroit date, so if those can come through, Brandy, if you can make a frickin' play to get that to happen sooner rather than later, I would be forever in your graces.
0: They came all the way up to uh, Minnesota for you. It's just, what, one state over, right? Uh, there's a lot more of a drive to
1: Minnesota than there is to say Chicago or uh, oh, like yeah. say Ohio really
0: really how far is it i 'm just just wondering
1: uh, if we were going to say from Michigan to uh, well if I'm, okay so we'll go uh, we 'll go from Flint to Minnesota uh, so it says because that's close to because that 's closest to where like my whole family 's from, it would be a ten hour drive
0: Oh okay because I still have to drive because I still have to drive through uh, Wisconsin. So you know what's a f- really weird? We are the same distance away from Minneapolis. Yeah. I- I'm 11-hour drive away from Minneapolis, and I'm driving up, which is weird because it just seems like there's so many more states. Between us and where you're at, but I'm guessing. The but state it's a
1: much straighter individual. path for you. As yeah, yeah, to, yeah.
0: It's just started,
1: straight through Chicago uh, and then yeah. also drive through Wisconsin in order to get there. Yeah,
0: no, I'm I'm literally 35 north. I'm literally 35 north. I go through Kansas City. I pick up Tiffany, eight hours, uh, which is five and a half hours away, six hours away from Minnesota. I'm going stopping at White Castle first. Boom. Perfect. There you go. White Castle's in this belly Thursday. I don't care how cold it is. (laughs) <laughs> Gotta get me a twenty pack of White Castles, and then I'm gonna be on someone's bowling team, which it's it's officially. Sold I'm so out.
1: I'm so God. jealous of that dude. Yeah. I like I legit like I actually have my own bowling ball oh. gifted to me from my friends Sadie and Sam. They gave me my own bowling ball, and they they were part of a high school bowling team too. So I learned how to bowl just by bowling with them a little bit more. Um, so I would have fucking killed to be a
0: part of that. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. Because uh, there's actually a Kansas City Chiefs from when they won the Super Bowl bowling ball that's available on Fanatics, and man, people have been trying to talk me out of getting it. So I'm gonna have to because I think I want to start bowling just to you know get a little bit more active in life. But I keep putting all my tweets. If you want to win, don't pick me because <laughs> I first of all. I have bowled before in my life, don't, don't, don't get me wrong, and I am, I am not good. So, like, if you, I can usually break 100, you know? That's like, yeah, because I don't play a lot. I really don't. I don't know how to put, like, spin on the ball. I'm just going to throw the ball as hard as I can, as straight as I can. That's pretty much what I do. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it uh, with the teams. Uh, me, JR, and Tiffany all got tickets. Shout out to my boy Will because he called me and let me know the tickets were on sale. They were literally only 10 tickets of the team tickets, and like our crew got three of them. Damn. Think about that. It's just like, and that's all. It's all because of Will. I, I, I have to shout out him. Shout so out. Y'all wouldn't have even known. So I was able to get in buy it because you only can buy one ticket at a time. I was then able to buy a ticket, get the email, go back in, and then buy Tiffany's ticket. So And then JR got his ticket. So we got three of the ten tickets with all the purpose of it. Because I don't honestly care what team I'm on. If I'm on Fuego's team, that would be awesome. But it's all about getting our buddy Tiffany on the uh, Nightmare Family team. Getting her some Cody time.
1: All right, well if I have any like a little bit of a tip for you guys because uh, I don't know how f- familiar everyone else is with bowling, uh, an easy way to kind of just like perfect your roll, what you're gonna want to do is try to reach, reach out, aim for the reflection of the pins and like when you reach out to release your roll, it's like you're lowering your hand to shake hands with the pins. Like try to reach out and shake hands with the pins when you roll. That'll be the best way for you to try to keep it as straight as possible and get the best possible chance for you to get a strike. Because if y'all can get at least one strike in your game, I think that could count as a win.
0: Yes, that would be awesome. And like I said, uh, I just I don't mind losing because I'm really I used to be a very competitive person. I've had to turn the competitive switch off so people would enjoy playing things with me. I
1: think
0: I'm turn it uh, back on. So but so at the bowling, I'm just looking forward to having fun and knocking off the thing off my bucket list because I had a short conversation with Suge D, but I get 10 frames with wrestlers. So I will be able to do my goal in life, which is to have a conversation with a wrestler, not about wrestling. There you go. Like, what's your favorite TV show? What snack do you eat when you wake up in the middle of the night? That's the kind of shit I want to know. I'm like, well, what's your favorite we're... match? I'm like, dude, whatever. I, can...
1: I will be interested <laughs> to see how the entire thing goes. So I yeah, will be I, I questioning will... you a lot when dude, you come
0: back. Because uh, me and Tiffany are actually going to kind of be doing a dual blog. We're going to be taking videos and we're going to put the videos together, try to make a YouTube video out of it. It's going to be on Heart of the Elite, you know, with, you know, uh, kind of a joint thing between Heart of the Elite and all things elite. So that's going to be great. Because we're going to have like videos of everything that's happening and having a good time. And like I said, I'll come back with a little report about what I was able to find out. Maybe I'm going to find out if Red Velvet actually likes Red Velvet Cake. <laughs> but wouldn't it be well, weird if she didn't? Or
1: I man? mean, dude, I, 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 met, I met Jeanette McCurdy and my parents literally asked her if she loved ham like she said in the TV show. And she said no.
0: Yeah, no, she does not. Her and Sam's diet are very, very different. It broke my heart when I found that out. And that was the point where I realized I'm in love with Sam. I'm not in love with Jeanette McCurdy. Sam's still in love with Jeanette because she seems nice. I mean, she's probably nice, but she she's not going to tackle and beat up a grown man. That is not going to happen. You no. know, and just not her, her love of food. The character was like my soulmate. And then, you know. Real and then the actual person is just Negative. a normal, a normal. Normal, normal human. They're like, eh, eh. yeah.
1: <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> that I think will do it for this episode of All Things Elite. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for this episode. Uh, continue to download the show on Google or Apple Podcasts, and if you listen to us on on Spotify or any other podcasting platform, a share with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you wish would be greatly appreciative. You can leave a rating, a review. You can leave a donation through Red Circle. We are at Pod on Twitter, at Social Suplex, at the guys that make this show possible. Please check out all their other shows they have on their network. I, myself, am at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter. He will be traveling to Minnesota to be there for Full Gear Week and be there for Full Gear on the 13th. I'm so incredibly excited for him to be there and jealous at the same time. So I will let our boy, who will be out towards Minneapolis, uh, enjoy enjoy yourself, uh, Mall of America as well if you stop by. Oh, absolutely. Me a Justin, grab me a Justin Jefferson jersey while you're there, yeah. and I will let Floyd take us home for this episode of All Things Elite.
0: So, you know, you get those Facebook inter- inspirational memes and, you know, a lot of times you click like and you scroll past them. But sometimes, sometimes one hits me and it's like, it one's like, oh, that's actually somewhat inspirational. And this is one I got today. And it says, take more pictures. Always say I love you. Never go to bed mad. Love harder. Life is too short. And honestly, If you were to like sum up my models in life, honestly, that was mostly it. I even told my wife when we got together, I'm like, we're not going to bed mad. That's like, if you're mad at me, let's talk it out until you're okay. You know, now I'm not asking you to be happy when you go to bed, but I just don't want you to be actively angry. Let's talk it out. Take more pictures. Oh my god, if I if I could go back in my wrestling travels and do one more thing. And that would be take more pictures. I've met some amazing people. I've done some amazing things. And I'm talking, I'm not even talking about wrestlers. I'm just talking about friends that I remember hanging out with, but we never got a picture together. And so I will say that. And then love harder. Life's too short, dude. It, it, we just live in a world where everybody wants to be angry about something. Man, love. Just love harder. And like when you're mad at someone else, take that time and love someone else that you Like how harder and let them know because you want to be the light in the world. Uh, Eddie Kingston said in his uh, post today, you don't never, you never. He was talking about a man that sent him a letter that said, I felt like I've lost my best friend. It was like his last ditch effort to reach out to Eddie. And it was just like, and that was the thing that brought him back. So you never know what the thing that's going to be to bring that back. But I know if you send someone that you are close with or that you have conversations with, like, I love you. I'm just thinking about you and I hope you're doing well. Man, that can brighten someone's day. So do that. Uh, Do that. Do whatever you can to spread joy. And with that, I say, uh, whether it is home, work or school, always do your best to be a leader.